Chris Olcorn's show. Boy, do we got a feisty show for you tonight. We're going to start off with some good news. Uh, we got a big transit announcement here in the Sault Ste. Marie. Uh, joint announcement between the uh, federal, provincial, and our local city government here. Major changes coming to our transit system, which is great. We also had another good day for numbers for uh, COVID-19 here in the province. We'll just take a quick look at them as well. But I also am going to talk about a controversy uh, surrounding the OPP right now and flying the thin blue flag uh, at the union headquarters in Barrie. And I'm also going to talk about that we should respect our police. Um, it's going to be obviously very contentious what I'm going to say, but it's what I think. And it's I pull no punches on this show, as you know. And I'm going to come to the defense of the police today. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that. We'll be right back in just a minute. Hey, and welcome back. Okay, so we got some pretty good news uh, that came out today. So I want to deal with the good news first. Then we'll deal with the other stuff after. Okay, so today there was a big announcement. Uh, Mayor Provenzano was there. We had Terry Sheena was there and a couple other people from the city uh, and from Infrastructure Canada. So what has happened today was um, a major, major uh, public transit announcement for Sault Ste. Marie. Uh, it's got a lot of aspects to it. So I'm gonna try to summarize this briefly for you on what it means, what's happening, uh, and how long will this take? Um, so the city, obviously, if you've ever ridden the transit system in this town, you know that the buses are old. I did a story back in February on the uh, fare boxes not working for monthly passes on, sorry, uh, on uh, the uh, uh, multi-ride passes. The monthly passes uh, worked just fine. And if you put your money in, that worked just fine. But if you had like one of the 10 or 20 ride passes or the senior pass and you put it in the machine and popped out, sometimes it didn't mark off that you actually uh, had ridden the actual bus that day and you're getting free rides. I showed how this was possibly costing the city millions of dollars over several years. This is a problem I knew about back in 2018 in a report back in 2018, which means the problem went further back than that. Uh, I did ask a question of the mayor about the fare boxes with regards to why, is it, why did it take this long for you to fix it. Uh, he basically said there wasn't money to do so. I mean, if you're losing money, possibly millions, and it's only going to cost you like a I believe, if I remember correctly from that story, it's going to cost about $100,000 to fix the boxes. Um, and then the city didn't bother to fix them, so they lost millions of dollars when they could have spent like $100K to actually fix the boxes. Anyways, in this announcement, one of the big things was all the fare boxes will be changed and they'll be new. On top of that, there'll be actual tracking of where the buses are. So you'll know when the next stop is because there'll be uh, an entire tracking system as well as Wi-Fi on the buses and so on. But here's the here's the good news. If you've ridden one of the, if you've ridden a bus in this town, you know they're usually pretty old and they're usually recycled buses from elsewhere. I know I've been on buses here in this town that have the coloring from the Toronto Transit Commission. I used to live in Toronto and ride the TTC all the time, and they are, definitely have ones from the TTC in the system here, which they would have purchased. Uh, used. But 22 new buses are being purchased. This is uh, this is actually quite a lot. Um, and they're going to be uh, fixing some of the other buses as well. Uh, plus they're putting in 25 new bus shelters. And what was already announced uh, recently was they're moving the terminal uh, over near where the border uh, is, uh, which is actually in the same uh, area where they uh, do the maintenance and fix the buses. Um, and also they're going to be putting a northern transfer uh, 
point in, so you don't have to go downtown to transfer from, let's say, one bus to another that don't necessarily crisscross now, but they're going to find a way to redo the route so that there is a northern transfer point, and you'll still be able to transfer down into downtown terminal. These are all good things. Now, the city had to kick in about $3.4 million towards this. Um, the government of Ontario kicked in about $4.5 million, and the federal government kicked in about $5.5 million as well. Uh, and we could see new buses, uh, they were asked that question of when we could see it, uh, we could see new buses as early as uh, 8 to 12 months from now. Uh, obviously these are things, this is just announced, now they have to go to actually purchase the buses and it can, to, to, to buy a bus it's not just like going over to a car lot and saying, nah, I think I'll take that one. These things have to be ordered, they have to be painted, they have to have the right colors, and then they'll be delivered and we will have new buses and we'll have more of them. Uh, this is all good news. Uh, we'll be now collecting all the fares that we uh, need. I did ask um, specifically. The mayor did talk about ridership being down. He was referencing the study in 2018. Our ridership was actually up in 2019, which is the last year obviously they have data for. So more people are using transit. A lot of this has to do with international students as well who come here who don't have vehicles and they need to use the transit system. So the modernization of our transit system over the next few years is well needed and it, it's long overdue. And it's good that the, all three levels of government have found a way to work together to help make public transit better in the city of Sault Ste. Marie. So congratulations to the mayor. Congratulations to Romano and congratulations to Sheehan for getting this done. So thank you very much. Okay, other good news. Um, yesterday, uh, we had 111 new cases of COVID-19. This is good. We've popped back down. We had a couple days that were really high up, a couple days over 200. Uh, we had 119 cases yesterday, down to 111 today. Um, that brings our rolling four-day average back down to 140. That's not the lowest our rolling four-day, five-day average has been. However, it's still a good number at 140. Um, and the interesting thing is Toronto only had six new infections, which is usually Tor Toronto has been the one with the most new infections each day. They only had six, uh, but Ottawa saw 25 new infections and there's 22 new uh, cases in Windsor, Essex. Uh, there was another outbreak at a migrant farm a couple days ago. So there was a lot in the last few days in the Windsor, Essex area, but they came from several uh, migrant farms where there was outbreaks. Um, we tested only 17,000 people uh, yesterday and our positivity rate was 0.65%, which is very, very good. Um, the lowest our positivity rate has been is, is 0.44, so it's up slightly from that. But however, our overall number of cases, the reason the positivity rate is up is because we did less tests than we have in the past on certain days. That's why you're seeing a slightly higher positivity rate, but it's nothing to be concerned about. Uh, we'll be back in just a minute. And welcome back. Okay, so I'm changing the format of the show slightly today. I'm going to talk about something now, and it's also going to be part of my rant, as opposed to putting the rant separately at the end. Um, there is a flag called the Thin Blue Line flag. Uh, you're going to see a picture of it on your screen in a second, but it is the Canadian flag, but it's black with a blue line through it. The blue line represents the police, that they are the line of defense for us as citizens in Canada from people committing crimes and the general public who are not. They are the thin blue line that protects us. The OPP Union Building is located in Barrie, Ontario. I grew up just outside of Barrie, and they have, since June 29th, been flying the thin blue line flag. Now, the Thin Blue Live flag has been flown since June 29th because they're raising money 
for the police officer who passed away in the Nova Scotia mass shooting that happened a few months ago. Uh, that officer, um, the money's going to her family. Uh, her name is Heidi Stevenson. And they have actually sold over $100,000 worth of these flags to raise money for her family. They've already donated $20,000 uh, to uh, Heidi's family uh, to help with their expenses and so on because uh, they're... Uh, Heidi's no longer there, uh, and this is something uh, that bothers me slightly. Um, this is being viewed as being controversial. Now, the thin blue line flag has been around for a long, long time. It's not controversial. It's only become controversial recently because of protests against the police in various American cities, and people who come out who are pro-police, or blue lives matter, because guess what? All lives matter, um, and they have been flying this flag the American version, uh, at pro-police rallies. Uh, and there's an, there's an American version with a thin blue line in it as well. This, this, is, this is the people within the, I'll call it the far left, who are trying to defund police, get rid of police. They also want to get rid of jails. I mean, we know how well that worked in the past. Um, and I don't understand why there's this animosity against the police and the fact that the OPP is trying to raise money for a fallen officer in another province. This, the police should be celebrated, not victimized. Uh, as far as bad apples go within police departments, it's extremely low. And if you compare it to other professions, even ones that claim to be doing good as well, their numbers are better. You know, so the police have a very good system of weeding out bad apples. There's not that many bad apples in the police department, okay? The police protect us, and it, I cannot believe how, particularly in, in the media, how quickly other journalists are ready to demonize police because there's one police officer who's a bad apple in a department with 3,000 police officers. For crying out loud, if you look at teachers, there's more teachers, there's more bad apples in teachers as a percentage than there is in the police. And I understand that some communities feel that the, they are being repressed, repressed by the police or the police are patrolling there too much or these things are documented. Yes, there have been more patrols in certain areas of certain cities and obviously because there's more patrols and more police around, you can do more arrests. I get that. I fully understand that the policing is not perfect. However, that doesn't give you the right to, one, try and stop a fundraiser for a police officer's family who lost her job in the line of duty. And if you've been watching any of the protests down in the States, particularly Portland and a couple other major cities, these, these protesters are not moms and dads protesting at 2 in the morning on a Tuesday night. These people are professional protesters. Yeah, I said it, professional protesters. They are out there because they're trying to push a, sh a, a certain agenda, which is, which is fine. You can, you can have whatever political beliefs you want. You want to get out there and march and put up signs, whatever you want to do. I'm completely fine with that. Um, but the, the issue I have is, is that when you start damaging buildings and damaging businesses, that's called breaking the law. And if the police have to come in to stop that from happening, you don't riot more and then say, oh, well, we can't be charged because we're part of a certain movement and we feel the police are against us, so you shouldn't charge us. We have laws, okay? That's how societies operate. We all agree on a set of laws. 
if the law is being done incorrectly, okay, what happens is you go within the system and you say, look, this law is unfair to this group. What can we do? Now, that's not what's happening right now. What you're seeing is a lot of, particularly if you look at the protesters, there's a lot of young people in there and they are doing things to the police. I don't know if there's a video that was out the other day I saw and police officers were not wearing riot gear, they're wearing the regular stuff and they had uh, water, frozen water bottles being thrown at them and firecrackers lit off, shot at them. The police officers did not respond with any force. The protesters also used black umbrellas so that you couldn't see who was doing what, so the police couldn't arrest the, the person who was throwing the water bottle or sending the firecracker over to the police, but they were getting hit. Um, this is not acceptable, okay? If you have a problem with the system, you work within the system to change it. I'm sick and tired of seeing people attack the police because guess what? Blue Lives Matters, Heidi Stevenson's life matters, and the money donated to her should, should be, <sighs> we should all be donating to her family for protecting us against a mass shooter such as what happened in Nova Scotia earlier this year. All right, uh, go to a break, thanks. Thank you very much for watching The Chris Oldcorn Show tonight. I very much appreciate you taking the time out of your day to join us. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Chris Oldcorn. You can listen to the audio version of this show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasting, and other podcasting platforms. I'll be back here tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. for Special Report. Have a fantastic evening. See you at 8 a.m.